Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to discuss the astrological energies from November 1st until November 8th as we are now on the other side of the powerful eclipse portals of October yet you could be feeling wiped out, exhausted as if you have an energetic hangover. All you want maybe is stillness, peace, quiet and time to deeply integrate great, more of the changes and revelations that have come up for you since these eclipse energies rolled through. This is a week that is going to help you take your time to trust what your energy needs. If you need a full stop, if you need to rest, if you need a break, this is supported this week. We have Saturn stationing direct at zero degrees of Pisces on November 4th. We'll also have Venus enter Libra on November 8th. We have a few oppositions this week that are significant that I'll be talking about as well as some trines. And we also have Mars traveling alongside Mercury, both planets in Scorpio with the sun in Scorpio behind them. So there's actually a lot going on within us that we could be wrestling with. And sometimes during Scorpio season, it really stirs up our internal emotional storms, storms that we're meant to see through, things that we're meant to move through a process with while trusting that the way ahead will reveal itself. And with the sun, Mars, and Mercury all in Scorpio, you could feel heavily concentrated in the depths of something. You could feel the extremes of Scorpio energy speaking to you, perhaps pulling you under and then rising you back up. And because that Scorpio energy is fixed water, it will spin and spin and spin. It will get really agitated, really pissed off, really angry until there's a breakthrough. So this is a week to be very responsible with any of those emotional waves or emotional storms you're moving through. This is a week to be more conscious of what the deeper message is. And that is one reason why the Scorpio energy can spin and spin and spin because it's looking for understanding. What is this really about? What is really driving this energy? And sometimes it can be related to very deep fears the kinds of fears that penetrate the soul, the kind of fears that you've carried across lifetimes that haven't been elevated or resolved. But ultimately what the Scorpio energy is directing us to is back to love. And it's through a disconnection from love, that love frequency, unconditional love, that we start to see perhaps what we're truly wrestling with, what is really going on within us that feels so intense or complicated that can bring up so much. The Scorpio energy is connected with three different archetypes. And at the beginning of Scorpio season, it's typically the energy of the scorpion that is the strongest. And that is the critter on the earth that is right there with limited consciousness, limited viewpoint, can only see what's around it and will react with its stinger, will get triggered and fire back or sting back in order to protect itself. The next energy 
associated with Scorpio, though, is the Phoenix rising. And that's where when you can understand what that emotional need is, when you can get to the heart of something, something that feels probably quite raw and vulnerable, something that has a discomfort to it, that maybe you've pushed away. This is an invitation to bring something forward into your energy field. I'm seeing a fear, bringing a fear closer into your energy field to love it, to accept it, to understand it. And that transforms it into that phoenix rising where there's a purification that occurs with the phoenix rising. It is able to evolve the energy by burning away what is no longer necessary, what you've outgrown. Similar even to a snake molting where it sheds off its skin and it reveals a new layer. The phoenix rising is where you're elevating your consciousness to see what it's really about to gain a new perspective. And then the third archetypal energy associated with Scorpio is the eagle. And when you view an eagle flying, the eagle has very keen eyesight. And that eagle can fly and soar above the mundane. It has a much different vantage point than the scorpion on the ground. It has a bigger understanding of what's involved, of what's going on. And the eagle isn't going to waste its energy on something that isn't beneficial. This is also the energy of greater trust in your capabilities, greater trust in the energetics that you're drawn to, that you're pulled to. And when you connect to the consciousness of eagle energy, you can see things for what they are without allowing it to control you. Whereas that scorpion is controlled and very reactionary. It's controlled by fears, wanting to avert danger, perhaps feeling heavily on guard for predators or anything that would devour it or challenge it. And so this is where we look at what's coming up for us and move through it with an awareness of connecting it to eagle consciousness, connecting it to a higher vantage point of understanding what you're really truly feeling and how much power you're giving it. And that's one of the shifts that we move through in Scorpio season. What am I giving power to? And is that the best and highest use of my energy? Is that where I want my energy to go? Is that where I want to direct it? Or am I playing into my own previous versions of self, my own limited fears? Am I playing into things that actually I know how to approach it differently because of what you have moved through, what you have mastered? And this is an opportunity to be very truthful with yourself around your emotional world. And there could be a very simplistic understanding here of Scorpio energy, where Scorpio desires safety, desires empowerment, desires to feel in control and powerful with one's energy. And if whatever is coming up for you is not reflecting that, is not serving you in that way, then here you have an opportunity to evolve it and to alchemize it in a new manner. 
And with Scorpio, we often need support where we could need someone to listen to us, to validate us, to recognize that what we're feeling maybe is really dark and heavy. Maybe it is a lot and you don't know what to do with it at times. And with Mars conjunct Mercury, this is where it could be easier to lash out or to say words that aren't even true. This is where you're looking for a release of the energy. And that is part of that Scorpio journey, similar to the Phoenix rising from the ashes. You're looking for a release to whatever you perceive is keeping you hostage, is keeping you captive. Maybe that is a fear. Maybe that is something that you're afraid to do next. Maybe it's something that also comes from multiple lifetimes. Because with this strong Scorpio energy right now, we are definitely feeling and sensing multiple timelines of energies. The veil is thinner. The energetics between multiple worlds is more open. There is more that we're sensing and picking up and feeling that we can't always rationally compartmentalize. And as I say that, I'm getting the visual of the number eight. Scorpio is the eighth sign of the zodiac. And I'm also seeing it sideways as the infinity sign. And what I'm being directed towards is that in the very middle of the infinity sign where the figure eight is formed, in the very middle of it is the present moment, is the present reality of your energy. And then you could feel that you're being pushed and pulled across timelines, across different soul experiences. You could feel that things are being stirred up for you that aren't even of this time and place, but your energy is alive in a very powerful multidimensional manner. And I feel that one of the best gifts of Scorpio season is our capacity to work with energies across multiple timelines and to purge out what is complete for us what we don't want to carry. Again, going back to these fears that could be coming up across multiple lifetimes, whether it's a fear of not being loved, a fear of not having people you can trust, a fear of financial energies or anything in your world, anything in your life. This could be coming up as a beautiful reflection of Themes your soul has already experienced, themes your soul has already been through that you're still pulsing to, you're still picking up those frequencies and feeling them. And it's almost like it has this magnetic pull into this present reality that can also be really confusing. And it's almost like it just adds in more emotional energy to whatever is coming up or to whatever you're focusing on. So it's a very important time to get to the heart of the matter. And again, with Scorpio, it can be deeply connected to how another experience with another individual deeply imprinted you, left a scar, left a mark, and brought up some fears that maybe pertain to the present moment, maybe not. But this is about approaching this energy with a deeper connection to your power, your ability to move through a very deep, intense process, and to also connect the energy to unconditional love. 
and I'm actually hearing hook in to love. So whatever is coming up for you, if you were to do some type of visualization or connection exercise where you see your energy being more fully connected to the unconditional love of the universe, it lifts you up, it lifts the frequency, it lifts the vibration, and it also strengthens that connection. Scorpio is where we want to bond. It's where we want to connect. It's where we want to know others, to know that we're not alone to know that we don't have to journey through this life alone or by ourselves. In fact, we are designed and made to create healthy connections, to have satisfying relationships, to form deep bonds of trust and love with others based on who we really are. And so the best of Scorpio season allows us to do so with a deeper connection to our truth. And often that truth brings up a vulnerability. And so there's a lot here that can be beautifully developed during Scorpio season when we're aware of what we're truly feeling, when we're very honest with ourselves about what is driving us. Now, as November begins, the sun in Scorpio opposes Jupiter retrograde in Taurus at 10 degrees. This will be exact November 1st or 2nd, depending on your location. And this is where that Jupiter retrograde in Taurus wants you to see how something can be more peaceful. Jupiter in Taurus wants you to know that you're supported and that this can be a balancing energy through the opposition. Because in astrology, oppositions are 180 degrees apart. And so there can be this energy of a split. There can be a push-pull, the teeter-totter effect. But when we go higher into the energies, you're looking to integrate both sides of the opposition into something fuller and better. So you take the emotional wisdom of Scorpio, the ability to go into a truth, to understand it more, to connect with it, and to truly understand the deeper messages. You couple that with this Jupiter retrograde in Taurus that wants you to feel peaceful and harmonious, that wants you to trust that you're going to know exactly what to do. And you're also going to have the wisdom to detach from the emotional overload when necessary. You integrate both of those energies through the opposition and it rises up. The energy of an opposition can rise up and I actually see it as a pyramid where the energy doesn't get stuck in the back and forth. It goes higher and that's where a new energetic manifestation can occur. And this is important to understand because we do have three significant oppositions this week. So after the sun opposes Jupiter, then we have Venus and Virgo opposing Neptune retrograde in Pisces at 25 degrees. And this occurs on November 3rd. Now what's interesting here about this opposition between Venus and Neptune is that Neptune is the higher octave 
of Venus. Venus is about your personal energy. Venus is the individual's needs to be loved, to receive energy. It's the individual's self-worth frequency and how you enjoy creating where you find joy in life, what you do that makes you happy, more confident, Venus being stylish, and wanting to have satisfying relationships with others. Well, when she's in an opposition to Neptune, her higher octave, this is the energy of universal love going up into the bigger energetics of how we're connected to everything and everyone and how Neptune allows us to detach from the human experience to see the bigger soul journey. And so with this opposition between Venus and Virgo, who is focused on the details, the particulars, how is this going to work? How will this come together? Is this good for me? The opposition to Neptune and Pisces wants her to bring in more of her spiritual understandings, wants her to go higher. This could even result in taking the higher path, taking the higher road detaching from the mind's desire to figure it out and going into Neptune and Pisces, which is your intuitive messages of follow this direction, just try this, just see where it goes. But this can be a challenge for Venus and Virgo who wants to know how, who wants to know what the steps are and is more comfortable in a linear environment. So this week, we have an opportunity to integrate the Venus and Virgo and Neptune and Pisces energies into a higher manifestation of, I need to take care of this. There's things I have to do. I'm responsible for this. Venus and Virgo is very responsible. And I'm also going to not allow it to create more stress. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to think it has to be a certain way. This would be one of the higher approaches to this opposition. Now, also with a Neptune opposition, there can be something that disappears, that leaves, that is removed, almost like an archangel comes through, swoops it out of your life and says, nope, we're not going to deal with that. We're not going to focus on that. We're not going to put energy towards that. And then you're looking around like, where did it go? What happened to that thing? What happened to that issue? What happened to that task I was focused on? Neptune and Pisces will remove something. And this can be uncomfortable, especially if you are heavily invested in it. But ultimately, the universe is saying this is no longer worth your time, energy, and attention and your capacity to let go, your capacity to set something free and allow it to leave will actually bring you greater peace. So keep that in mind. Again, this energy is exact on November 3rd, that there could be something that you were planning on and it didn't happen. It falls through. It changes. It shifts. There can be disappointment around this, but it's typically short term and there's energy here that's going to help you move forward because after Venus opposes Neptune, she trines Pluto in Capricorn at 27 degrees on November 6th, which gives her something solid that really energizes her. This is where you could have something show up or come through that's even better. And something that maybe you've been working on, working through, it connects the dots, it is empowering, and it looks different than what you thought it would look like. 
Uh, but Venus and Virgo trining Pluto and Capricorn at 27 degrees is also significant because this is the last trine in Earth signs between Venus and Pluto. It's the last trine because Pluto moves into Aquarius. Now, this means something in your physical reality is being supported at this time. This could be something that you make a concrete choice around and you lock in to a higher frequency around what Venus has been teaching you in recent years around your self-worth, around connections, relationships, people in your life, around what you value, around your money, how you spend money, how you make money. There could be something this week that makes it abundantly clear to you what is true for you, what is correct for you, and also helps you understand what you don't want to go back to. So you could apply this to your own personal financial habits, things that you don't want to spend money on anymore, things that you realize aren't good for you, you don't need them in your life. And then there's something that instead you're putting that energy towards that is a better fit and it's more empowering. It makes you feel more in charge of your energy. So I actually feel like this is a big time for this Venus in Virgo. She then enters Libra on November 8th. And remember that Venus in Virgo was the ruler of the past two eclipses in October. And so she's been in charge of a lot of what we've been undergoing in Venus-themed areas of our lives. And as she enters Libra on November 8th, she now is ready to smooth things over, to improve them, to balance them, to understand what has been out of balance within me, within my connections, what has not served me, and now I'm ready to have some important conversations about it because Libra is about exchanges and communications with others. This is also where you could feel like you want to approach something differently or in a new way that with all of the energy that gets stirred up for eclipses, you could realize something more clearly when you detach from it. And that is a powerful Venus in Libra strength where she can see both sides of it. She can understand this and she can understand that. But one of the things that Venus in Libra has to remember is to prioritize what she needs without overgiving or trying to please others to her own detriment. So Venus has a significant week here of understanding who she is now, what matters to her, what she's ready to put energy into, and even some openings. Like I'm even feeling these openings in the heart space where if the energy was locked or closed down, there could be things that open up. And as I say that, I'm seeing a heart open and doves flying out. Doves just being released as a sign of peace, as a sign of I understand what this is for me or I understand more of what I want. So that could certainly be what you're feeling this week. And we will keep talking about this Venus entering Libra and how the energies can balance what came up during eclipse season. 
Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the show how you could feel like you are worn out, exhausted, that there's been a lot you've been taking care of or moving through in October. October was a big energy month with the eclipses. And now with Saturn stationing direct on November 4th at zero degrees of Pisces, this is a standstill. This feels like a standing still, and I'm literally seeing this as the outline of a figure, standing still, back straight, and allowing a divine energy to come in to receive more of your higher self's wisdom and to trust that there's things here that are being integrated into your energy field, and it's by standing still with the Saturn station direct that you can feel it or sense it. You could also feel that you're turning a corner on something that you've been working through. Now, Saturn went retrograde back in June, June 17th at seven degrees of Pisces. And it could be that something that came up for you since June is now being connected to a spiritual understanding, a spiritual perspective. This is what it's about. This is what I've been learning. This could certainly explain any karmic energies, any big lessons, any things that you've had to take on that has been exhausting or challenging. I feel this Saturn stationing direct at zero degrees of Pisces as a reset in something that your soul has been working through that we don't always see it in our current timeline. And so part of this standing still is allowing yourself to go higher and you can connect this to that eagle consciousness that I mentioned earlier where what would you see from that higher perspective around this particular Saturn and Pisces energy that you've been working with, where Saturn requires us to be responsible, to follow through on our commitments, to take care of things, to make sure that we are managing our life appropriately and that we're following through on the tasks that are necessary for living a good life. Well, Saturn in Pisces is the completion of energies and of a cycle, and it could show you what you're done with what you don't want anymore in your life, what you've realized, it's almost like you go down a path, turn around, come back and be like, yeah, I don't want to go down that path anymore. I feel like this particular Saturn stationing direct is where you're making a new commitment to yourself around what you're going to put energy into and towards because you're honoring your energy in a new way based on what you've been learning and moving through that you had to complete. I mean, this could even be, of course, not only karma, but soul contracts and things that you agreed to finish up in this lifetime. And I have a separate podcast for you that I released on Monday, October 30th, talking more about this Saturn stationing direct energy. So I don't want to repeat myself, but just know that this is part of basically a universal signal to take a break, go slow, Give yourself rest over this week when necessary. Allow yourself to integrate more of what you've been moving through, but in a receptive way, because Pisces is receptive. And there's something here where it's almost like when you're standing still, the universe can give you more of those downloads and more of those insights when you are open and willing to be receptive to them. 
Also on November 4th, which is the day Saturn stations direct, Mercury in Scorpio opposes Uranus retrograde in Taurus at 21 degrees. Now we just talked about the opposition between Venus and Neptune and how Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. This is the case for Mercury and Uranus, where Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. Mercury being the individual's mind, the individual's communication, and what you think, what you perceive, the details and information that you take in. Well, Uranus is the universal intelligence. It's the cosmic wisdom that takes us higher into new understandings. So the opposition between Mercury and Scorpio and Uranus retrograde in Taurus is one of elevation, elevating the mind, going higher in your limited perceptions. And it reiterates the same themes of what we just looked at with the sun in Scorpio opposing Jupiter in Taurus. Well, Mercury in Scorpio opposing Uranus in Taurus is wanting to break you out of mental spinning, anything that's consuming your mind, anything obsessive or addictive, anything heavy, almost like that Mercury in Scorpio can feel like the energy takes over the brain, like you can't control your thoughts because there's a lot going on. Maybe it's overwhelming. Maybe it's intense. And here this opposition from Uranus is going to break you free of that. Something's meant to shift. Something is meant to bring in a higher perspective that also calls in your personal responsibility. Because something else about the strong Scorpio energy is that sometimes Scorpio can be so heavily focused on what some someone else did to me on what they did, what they said, what they're about. And that can be perfectly accurate. That can be very true where, yes, there are people in our lives who will do things to us that hurt, that are untruths, that is chaos and drama and lies and ridiculous exaggerations. Like you haven't talked to somebody for a year and a half. You've blocked them on social media and they're still making up stories and lies just to keep attention going, just to feed something around their own need for validation, whatever it might be, right? Because this energy can be complicated and wily. It can be convoluted. And so this opposition to Uranus breaks free and it, the truth comes out. Something truthful comes out that shines a new light on a situation that brings about a new perspective, and also inserts the universal cosmic intelligence into a limited story, into something that isn't the full truth. So this opposition between Mercury and Uranus is happening on the same day that Saturn is stationing direct, and I feel like this is going to be an empowering day, November 4th, that you're meant to break free of something that you feel has been controlling you or running your energy, something that you feel has been too much, too obsessive, too heavy, too emotional. This is a breaking free and calling in the universe to bring about a truth, something that's a reality check, something that is unbiased and has a perspective that maybe you wouldn't have seen or noted otherwise. Then Mercury moves on and trines Neptune in Pisces and then sextiles 
Pluto in Capricorn. So this Mercury has some powerful insights this week. And that's actually what Mercury and Scorpio loves. Mercury and Scorpio is like, give me the full truth. Give me all the truth. Give me everything to understand what's going on here. And that's going to be delivered this week. There are going to be perhaps shocking truths, the other side of the story, the things that have been omitted because maybe somebody wants to control the narrative. Well, the universe isn't having that. And so now the truth comes out and what has really been happening behind the scenes will be elevated, will be revealed. And it's also meant to give you a handle on how to remain in control of your energy despite what's going on around you, despite drama, chaos, gossip, ridiculous things that, you know, human nature participates in. This is a week to stand strong in your sense of self and to trust that there's things you don't have to do on your own, meaning I feel the universe coming in, the universe coming through to deliver messages in a way that can be surprising, but that you can't control. It's almost like the magic. The magic of the universe is going to show up through messages, magical messages this week that could also be validating, that could also be powerfully truthful and can expose other intentions, can expose what others were trying to control or trying to be powerful around. It's almost like it just exposes their intention. And this could be something that you observe, that you experience, that you're on the receiving end of it. There's so many ways this can play out. But this is a week of powerful, magical messages deeply rooted in truth that the universe brings about and it can't be orchestrated. And that's part of deep trust where there's something you're deeply trusting, even if it's been painful and damaging, even if you've been on the receiving end of something that you know you didn't deserve. But when you take the higher path, when you take the higher road, the lower frequencies can't touch you. That's partly why it feels so alone is because you're on a higher frequency that cannot be infiltrated. And that can make people even more upset because they can't reach you. They can't get a response. They can't get a reaction. They can't get any of your energy. When you stay in that higher realm. Sometimes this looks like turning the other cheek. Sometimes this looks like not participating and staying quiet. Sometimes this looks like absolutely having your say in court or absolutely declaring what you need to say. And that can be part of trusting the energy where you know when to speak up and you know when to retract because you're aware of your energy, where it's going, what it's hooking into, but also you're aware of the intentionality behind your words, the intentionality behind your energy and what you're participating in and what you're giving energy to. And there could be things here that you're clearing out and doing it in a different way. You know, you're really trusting your own power because there's power in silence and there's power in speaking up. And if you're deeply connected to 
what that means for you. You're trusting the energetics. You're trusting what feels right. You're trusting where you're being required to be brave and to move through any fears or limitations that going back to what I mentioned earlier, that could be from other lifetimes. When you get into the heart of the truth here, where maybe you've been afraid of your power, And that can be a very big thing to realize. You're afraid of your power because if your power has never been respected, if it's never been validated, if it's never been heard, there's things that will always limit you. You'll always feel caged and that's when you can turn it on yourself and start to resent other people, start to hate or have some very deep aggression towards others that is actually fully unwarranted, that doesn't make sense for the situation or the circumstances. Have you ever observed that, perhaps in another person or even in yourself, where their emotional energy has such a charge to it that it doesn't make sense to what's going on? Like it's a very minor incident, it's not a big deal, but they have all this energy around it or a huge explosion and you're like, what just happened? How is this a big deal? How does this very minor, minor thing, like accidentally dropping a pizza pizza on the floor or something, warrant such an explosive response? It's where we can see what is out of balance, where the energy has been clogged. And there can be very deep reasons for that, where it's not about the incident. It's not about dropping the piece of pizza. It's about something much more. And so begins the Scorpio investigative work, the understanding of what's going in to the energy that has not been worked through, that hasn't been honored, that hasn't been processed. And there could be some deeper revelations this week around what that is for you or what that is for another, Uh, perhaps what you're observing in your workplace or at home or with friends. It's almost like sometimes things get bigger in order to get to the heart of what's really going on, of what the unmet need is. And that can be part of Scorpio, is understanding what you need that hasn't been met. And typically this is emotional. It's an emotional need for safety, for love, for acceptance, for connection. Those are energies that Scorpio desires and can be beautiful at cultivating. Scorpio gives us the strength to be very honest with ourselves and with other people, to tap into that vulnerability that also can connect our hearts and connect us to others in a way that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. But that means we have to put down any of the control mechanisms, the power games, anything around manipulation, anything where you're trying to manage the situation, but ultimately you're limiting what can develop. You're limiting what can transpire. And Scorpio is about how we're able to show up authentically and with a level of honesty that invites healthy intimacy, that invites someone really seeing you, really knowing you, really knowing the truth of who you are, just as you do the same for them. So yes, there can be some Scorpio storms this week. There can be some things coming up because it's actually an invitation into a truth. Maybe a truth you didn't want to look at, a truth you didn't want to acknowledge, but something is coming up 
for you to see and accept and to powerfully own it, again, by hooking it into love, allowing it to be something that expands the frequency of love that you feel and allows you to also switch the energy around in a way that uplifts you. And one thing about Scorpio storms is that they're not meant to last forever. And it reminds me of a song lyric by the great 20th century philosopher Axel Rose. So never mind the darkness, we still can find a way because nothing lasts forever, even cold November rain. And so the Scorpio journey is how do you handle the storms? How do you move through it? How do you get on the other side of it? How do you continue to love yourself along the way, even when it's messy and vulnerable and feels quite overpowering at times, but to not give up your trust in the process or your trust in your own journey. And this is a week where you could have some brilliant insights, some amazing understandings of what's been operating within you, what has been going on, where you're ready to trust yourself more, love yourself more, accept yourself more, and move the energy into a higher frequency. Again, moving up to that higher path, that higher road, where you're aware of how you're using your energy, if it serves you, if it doesn't, and to trust yourself even more. So even though we're coming off of the powerful eclipse energies, it isn't a quiet week, but it's a week where you might desire more stillness, where you're going to maybe need time to yourself to process, to integrate, to trust the stillness, to trust where you need solitude, and even where you feel like you're working things out in a way that supports you even more because of the quiet you're able to tap into. Now, last week I mentioned how we have strong earth and water energy. That is the case still for most of this week. That is where the energy of our emotional world is shaping and forming more of our physical reality and where our earth energy is guiding us through what is essential, what is needed, what the boundaries are, and how to allow that water to flow, those parts of our emotional world to flow in a way that continues to support us and sustain us. And as we move through November, the Mars energy gets ramped up. So we'll talk about that next Wednesday as Mars becomes a much more powerful and more dominant energy as we move into the middle of November and even into Sagittarius season as well. So this week, in some ways, could be great for focus, but the rest of the month looks like it's going to be more action-oriented, perhaps more driven to get things done, even more impatient. So again, we'll talk about that in next Wednesday's show. I also wanted to mention that I heard the news that Braca Goldsmith, a very lovely and talented astrologer, is signing off from her YouTube channel. And I hold such a deep respect for her wisdom and all the thousands of people she has helped throughout the years with their own astrological journey. And I wish her a beautiful healing experience as she prioritizes her health and 
I certainly hope that it leads to even better experiences and developments for her on the other side of this. So I just wanted to acknowledge all of her contributions and all the ways she has assisted people with their astrology because she will be missed. She is quite irreplaceable, quite a special being, and I trust she is being beautifully guided through this chapter in her life. You know, there are so many amazing astrologers who are active and teaching and contributing in the world at this time. And I see it as a rising tide lifts all boats and everyone benefits as we have more quality, informed, educated astrologers sharing their information, their wisdom, and their interpretations. I actually have a personal belief system that astrologers are here to take over the world and to lead us through some very important chapters in our lifetime. And this is part of balancing the energy from when astrologers were shamed, persecuted, killed, simply for having the knowledge that only the elite few would want access to. Astrology has been one of the best kept secrets throughout history, and now it's no longer a secret. Now it is coming to the forefront of our consciousness with more people curious, interested, wanting to understand it at a personal level, and then also how it explains the impacts and changes we're seeing in the world at large. So thank you for connecting with me through this astrological journey, and I hope that you have also found some amazing connections for yourself, for your life path, for your energy, and for everything that astrology can assist you with. If you're looking for more understanding around your personal planets, please check out my book, Awakening Astrology, that focuses in on your five personal planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and the energy frequency that you have access to within each, And I share information with you in this book that I haven't put out there before, that I haven't shared in this way, because I want it to give you some really insightful things to understand about, for example, when you were born and how your moon sign is a powerful indicator of that energy. We talk about your mercury sign and how to balance it, similar to balancing two hemispheres of the brain where you could feel like you're stronger in the left brain, your mercury sign can show you how to balance that energy, give yourself a new perspective, see things in a new light, and be more intentional with your communication styles. So those are just a few examples of what I share in the book, Awakening Astrology. It is a paperback, a digital, and an audio book as well. And I hope it helps you tune in to more of your astrological chart. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday for a new astrology podcast. Thank you so much for being with me. You can find my latest astrology programs at mollymccord.online. In the meantime, wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.